TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up for a Chat, about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. And I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And welcome to today's podcast. We are, well, I guess, where are we? We're kind of, we're in the middle of analysing a little situation that's just occurred here in Australia. Now, you guys would have heard um, a couple of weeks ago, we had the amazing Shani and Julius um, Kieser on our show, talking about being fit, being a mum, managing it all, and also talking about how they managed to keep their relationship together and so you know such a beautiful example for people to follow because from the outside they just look like the perfect couple and from the inside it appears that's true too (laughs) (laughs) now you know we have an enormous amount of respect for shani and julius purely because i think we've all all three of us have had interactions with them all on different levels yeah you know shani julius and i really go down the rabbit hole together from a philosophical point of view on life on health and well-being, on mindset and psychology, and you know, and Julius has got some very firm views on, um, you know, the way that we exist and how we uh, make excuses for ourselves and how we spend so much time worrying about the past instead of just recreating from the now. And we have these incredibly inspiring conversations. It's like kindred spirits, you know. It's really, it's just amazing, and I, and I cherish them. And Kim, you've had your own experiences with Shane yeah, and Julius, haven't you? Obviously, from around a fitness point of view, and same thing, conversations around what it is to be fit, healthy, lean, and what that actually means, and to be proud of it, and to own it, you know, yeah, and yeah. I love their stand on you work for it, you own it, you celebrate it, you enjoy it, and you don't make excuses for it. Mm. And then if you fall off the wagon, there's no excuses for yeah. it. So I really love that. I like their... I don't know if I'd call it bluntness. I think I think they both said it. The key to their relationship is honesty, and I and think yeah. I like their honesty. Mm. It's a real honest philosophy mm. in every context. Mm. You know, I think how we do one thing is how we do everything, and they're a classic example of that. Mm. It's, it's it shows up everywhere. Yeah. Well, I, like I feel there are a couple that are open to change and open to suggestion. So I remember when I met Shani, um, she asked me to do Yummy Mummy TV when she was doing Yummy Mummy TV. And so we were having this conversation and I can't remember if she was pregnant or just had her first or second, second child, I'm pretty sure. And, you know, there, there was the debate on vitamin K, there was the debate, debate on um, uh, vaccinations, there was a debate on giving antibiotics to a child. So we started to have this conversation with her. Uh, and I think by what I was saying, she was open to suggestion. Mm. So I remember when she was having baby number two, three, <laughs> I, get, I get lost <laughs> which one she's at. She rang me at the hospital. She just had her baby and she rang me at the hospital and she says, you know how we discussed vitamin K? I said, yeah. She says, well, they're really pulling the strings and the fear tactics on me and they think I'm crazy not giving vitamin K. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, ask them for their... Um, information and all of their research around vitamin K and I'll give you mine and so her doctor gives her a um, a pamphlet and it was a propaganda pamphlet colorful beautiful with a few things on it and I gave her a 67 page research um, document and I said 
uh, I want you to read this and you make your own decision. Don't have it based on fear. Mm. Have it based on this is the research you've done. And and so that's where, you know, we really connected was that she, you know, I've had my babies. They're all adults. They survived without vitamin K and without everything else. And I think she was really... I can do this. Mm. I, I, you know, if I, I live a healthy lifestyle. So I think I went in that direction and, and I just love that they're so open to what we're saying. And then they, they say, well, is this right for us or not? And then they make the decision based on research, not based on propaganda or fear. Yeah. And and I do, I admire that couple Mm. and their, and their whole, I think their whole premise is based on love too. Mm. I don't think they're out there to hurt people. Oh, they're God, out there to no. tell the truth, the absolute truth. I think you're right. It's it's the complete opposite. Their intention, you know, both they're both fitness trainers, mm. and they're both really well known. Mm. So for those for those people who are listening to the podcast and you're not in Australia, Shani and Julius are fitness trainers and they're elite athletes in their own right, and they're. They tend to specialise in um, people who are ready, willing and able to really do the hard yards and do the work that's required to get the transformation that they want, but not only physically, but emotionally and spiritually and mentally in all facets. Like it's a very holistic mm-hmm. approach that they have. Although their expertise and their specialty is in health and well-being and fitness, um, they have a natural bent towards all the other things mm-hmm. as well. So I th- and, and I think that, as you say, Cindy, their intention is absolutely to make the world a better place mm. by calling it as it is, by saying it how it is. So tell us about what happened. Well, and they're blunt, you know. Yeah. They're actually quite blunt. They don't beat around the bush. Mm. They don't make an apology for no, that. No, and they, like they don't. Mm. So, so we've just talked about Shani and Julius. Now let's talk about the other character that is involved in what we're going to be talking about. And this is a lady by the name of Chrissy Swan. And Chrissy Swan became famous because of Big Brother. Did she win it? Did she win Big Brother? Oh, is that where she's from? Yeah. I have no idea where this woman's come from. Let me from. Google that while we're Yeah, talking. okay. So Hold she, the line, please. Yeah. Yeah. Kids so about to do a Google. She became very famous and she moved to the Sunshine Coast and um, headed up a radio program with another a male partner. I can't remember who it was. They were hilarious. I turned them on every morning and I could not stop laughing. She made me laugh every single morning. She was like... I would just giggle in the car by myself. I'd drop the kids off at school and then I'd giggle at her <laughs> and I didn't want to not... And then when she left, I was so upset. How long ago was this? Because this... I just... It has to be when the kids were in school. She was on TV in 2003 so, as a contestant on the, big, on the Big Brother Australia. She was on 2003. <gasps> And then she sought Breakfast Radio in Queensland, where she worked on Hot 91.1, and then um, Nova FM, and then on different other stations. So, yeah, she's been involved so in media for a while. And then The Circle. She was yeah, she was in The, the circle. circle. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, so she's become quite known. She's also a spokesperson for Jenny Craig. Um, she really? She was in 2010. That um, worked. <laughs> oh, obviously yeah. it didn't, did it? <laughs> Cindy was being sarcastic there. For those of you guys who missed that, you should have seen her face. She was calling it as it is. She goes, yeah, well, that worked. It's a bit like me, sister. I've learned that from you, Kimmy, actually. I've actually really learned that bluntness from bluntness from Kimmy. 
know Chrissy Swan. She's rather um. Her, what, she's um, an overweight lady. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's call it as it is. If we're talking about she's obese. She's obese. Mm. Yeah. yeah. She's right. obese, and she has struggled. Yeah. She has struggled unbelievably with her weight, mm. and I'll never forget the day I'm driving down. To, I'm driving down the Gold Coast. I remember where I was as far as where I was as between Bruce, Brisbane and the Gold Coast, and she told. Um, and I'm listening to her because I, I, she makes me laugh. Yeah. And she tells everybody she's found this book called Changing Habits, Changing Lives. And she oh, says, please. Yeah, it makes the most amount of sense. And she was really excited about it. And I was excited she was talking about me. Yeah. And I went, great, you know, maybe she'll figure out what she's meant to be doing. Go just eat real food, be mm. a jerfer, as um, Sean Croxton calls them. And, you know, like, I, but she didn't get it, obviously, because she's been on this weight um, thing up and down since we've seen her in the public eye since 2003 mm. and you know she just can't get it right well then there was an incident where she was um pregnant with her third child and she was photographed smoking and oh. she had to admit how difficult it was for her to give up smoking as well. So she got sprung. Oh, that was her. Um, yeah. Ah. So the, she's she's been in the spotlight for obviously a couple of what we would call negative um, or perhaps, you know, not so great. Well, me- media tends to do mm. that, though. I mean, if, you, if you're in the media eye... If you, or if you're in the public eye and you get spotted doing something that's traditionally considered unacceptable, you know, like drinking and smoking when you're pregnant, I mean, the media's going to make a field day out of that. Yeah. yeah. And, they, they and she admitted. She, and I think what people love about Chrissy yeah. Swan is she's quite real. And yeah, she, yeah. I love yeah, her. I just, yeah, and she's an intelligent woman and she's mm-hmm. very she's, she's got a lot going for her. She's mm-hmm. a spunky... Mm. Well, it's so funny... <laughs> Someone, I don't know where I read it, was it, she's a spunky chunky, and then there's spunky monkeys, you know, so it's like, yeah. it was quite funny, but she, I don't know her, but what I see of her, and I like the fact that she kind of just owns who she is, which is why I was really surprised that this all became an issue, um, and obviously she doesn't own who she is, or this wouldn't have been such mm. a, there wouldn't have been such a charge around it, so let's explain what yeah, happened. Yeah, explain the issue. Who's it going to explain it? Who's, Yeah. Well, you were looking at me. Yeah, mm-hmm. of we? course, we always do. Oh, <laughs> we, we both spun the bottle and it, it, and it landed to you. I'll just take a piece of item of clothing off first. <laughs> okay, everybody, for those of you, here comes the top. <laughs> I've just got me a lovely new orange shirt. Oh, nice. that's so nice. We should video these. <laughs> I've been I've been working with a company called Intimo, and I get the most. Well, I purchased the most amazing lingerie. So mm. I'm wearing orange today, ladies. It's nice to show it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Intimo too. Intimo, nice pink and yeah. white stripe. Yeah, I have had Intimo pants. I've got. Oh, do you need Kathy Ledger? Will you show not us your knickers? Yeah, yeah, sure. Honestly, she's showing us her knickers. Do I have? Well, it's a... Where are they? <laughs> yeah, it's. I've got a tight skirt. Get back on okay. to the point. Right. Okay. Anyway, back to the point. Get to the issue. Because yeah, I, I think I actually... We do digress. I actually think, like, this has gone worldwide. It's mm. in the UK. It's gone viral. And I think it's really important, a really important discussion. Mm. So, okay, well, then over I'll, to you. I'll explain it. Miss Karen. <laughs> well, what actually happened, um, Shani is currently pregnant, and she's just outside of her first trimester of being pregnant. And she's had morning sickness with all of her babies so much so that it's been quite debilitating for her so on this occasion she decided that she wanted to explore how health and well-being and fitness and movement could be 
a remedy or could take the edge off it actually not necessarily a remedy but how health and well-being could take the edge off the sickness especially for mums that are pregnant with toddlers so when you know obviously when you're pregnant when you've got toddlers and you're sick it kind of throws everything out in the household so she was trying to find ways to ease things for herself number one for herself but then when she managed to do that through her food and what she was eating and how she was eating and how she was moving she decided she wanted to share it mm-hmm. now Shani and Julie have also put out a book which we spoke about at the last podcast called Healthy Junk which is also about eating healthy you know really great healthy foods um, and they also have their own personal views about people that are overweight and, you know, all of that. So all of that combined made for a reason for Shani to be, uh, Shani to be interviewed by Chrissy Swan on local radio station here on the Sunshine Coast. Now, when I listened to the interview, I was very aware of the tone of the interview that Chrissy took. And this could just be my opinion. So, you know, please correct me if you think I'm wrong. But it felt to me very much like the interview was set for an ambush right from the very beginning because of the tone that Chrissy had when she was interviewing Shani. Now, Chrissy and Shani actually know each other and they know each other relatively well. So the interview was kind of, you know, it should, it should have gone relatively easily because they know each other. Chrissy started off the interview congratulating Shani on being pregnant and, um, you know, baby number five and Shani was, you know, appreciative of the congratulations but then Chrissy launched into um Shani's new slant on how to avoid morning sickness Shani was explaining it was about what they eat before they go to bed and then what they eat when they wake up and then going out to fresh air and getting movement and what kind of movement helps her and then Chrissy went on to say immediately that Shani should re think her view on that because there is a certain condition that women have um, that causes morning sickness and no food or I can't recall what the condition was it started with a C I think mm, okay <clears throat> anyway um, Chrissy said you know aren't you aware that there is a condition that causes morning sickness and women can't get past that and Shani said look I have heard of it she said I'm not saying what I've come up with is going to help everybody but it certainly helped me and if I can share that and make it even just easier on one mum then it's worthwhile getting it out there for people And it was at that point that it was like Chrissy had her attack ready to go because it just seemed to escalate and Shani didn't have anywhere to hide. But the part that I loved the most was that as Chrissy's argument became more and more antagonistic, Shani became more and more resolute and she became more and more secure in herself and more and more firm in her view um, because Chrissy took the conversation down a completely different path deliberately to with I with what with what I believe the intention of um, belittling Shani's view on media in an environment that she could control, so she could hang up when she wanted to, and she went on to to, uh, to talk to Shani about how Shani should really be careful and consider retracting her view on how fat people are lazy. Now the interview was about how to avoid morning sickness. Or how to prevent it, but then Chrissy manipulated it to, the, to, to um, fat people being lazy. And Chrissy said to Shani, "You know me. Do you think I'm lazy?" And Shani said, "Yes." <laughs> 
And I thought, good on you. But then Shani said immediately, she said, look, she said, I have seen you lazy, yes. But she said, then I've also seen you change your mindset. So she said, I have seen that. And then it was at that point that Chrissy began her, her rather, her dress down mm. of, of Shani in that um, she was say, saying, you know, I work really hard 14 hours a day and I've got three children. How dare you call me lazy? And Shani said, look, she said, I'm not saying that you're lazy when it comes to all of that sort of stuff. That's not my point. She said, what I am saying is that for parents who are overweight, and she said, and obese, and I think Shani actually said that she was obese. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But um, she said for parents who are overweight or obese, she said there are other things to do when it comes to entertainment and, and playing with your kids than sitting on the lounge and making it about food. She said there's a possibility that, you know, the laziness is just about the health and well-being for your kids and being an example for your kids on health and well-being. Because when you're overweight or obese, it's not setting a good example for your children. And her children are overweight, apparently. I, I haven't seen photos of them, but there's been, you know, all through the media and, and her son apparently is overweight, which yeah, is not right. fair on him. No, not at all. No. So... And did she end up hanging up on her? Yeah, well, what actually happened was um, Shani didn't back down. And Shani said, you know, because um, Chrissy then went on to say, people who are overweight are continually discriminated against. And she said to Shani that you're discriminating against overweight people, so you want to watch your step. And Shani said, well, that's the load of absolute crap because thin people are discriminated against. They get ridiculed in the workplace for eating salads. Mm because they're not having a meat pie or they won't indulge in the, in the chocolate cake for birthdays and so on. They get ridiculed and made to feel less than. And then Chrissy, you know, didn't agree and said, that's, you know, that never happens, that never happens. But I guess when you're not a slim person, you wouldn't have that perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and as I was listening to the interview, I was thinking to myself, it's true. It's only, you know, we can say to somebody... Oh, look at you, you skinny bitch. Or look at you, you skinny cow. Look at you, you skinny person. You know, oh, you look so fabulous. Everything's fine for you in your world. It's all rosy. And that's actually, it's very demeaning. It's Mm. not that I've had it often, I must be honest. (laughs) (laughs) But I can imagine for you girls, it would be. I mean, it would would affect a person's confidence. She's skinny. Don't even listen to her. (laughs) But you can't. But it's, it's okay for people to say and call you a skinny person or say, you know, don't lose any more weight. Mm. But it's not okay for us to say, listen, love, you're fat. Because there's that that sense that the, the fat person's going to be offended, but we don't seem to care that the skinny person's going to be offended either. Mm. You know? Well, like we were talking before, you know, I, um, I was with a friend and um, I had stripped down um, for a reason and she looked at me and she says, don't lose any more weight, Cindy. Mm. And what I would have liked to have said to her was, well, don't gain any more weight mm. because she's a big girl. And, and I go, how come it's okay? Like, why is it okay for her to say that to me yeah. when I, I, you know, I wanted to trim down because of, you know, hormonal problems. I figured if I get rid of that fat, then there's no hormones coming out of that fat and I'll be fine. Yeah, so yeah. I wanted to, and geez, I feel great. Mm. I, you know, I feel the best I've ever felt. So to have someone say to you, don't lose any more weight, and then, and then you worry. You go, oh, really? Do I look that bad? It affects us. Yeah, it does. Do I look that bad? Am I, oh, I'm too skinny, you know? I'm like, and we go through that. And so then on the other side, so they don't know what, we're, what it's like for us. No. They've got no idea. And what was really interesting um, is that, Chrissy Swan said to Shani, it's all right for you, you spend your life in runners. That's right, mm. she did too. And Shani doesn't spend her life in runners. Shani 
is a mum at home, and I know their schedule. You, you know, we all know their schedule. Yeah. They, they, well, we heard it, didn't we? Yeah. They get up in the morning, they go to the computer. One, one's doing one thing, one's doing the other. They're exercising the computer. The kids get up, they do the kids together. The kids go off and do whatever they need to do. Shani gets to be at the computer, and Julius looks after the kids. Then there's a swap over. Mm. And so uh, that was wrong. But that was wrong be, of her to say that. But before that. Shani was a fitness trainer, she was working in a corporate career in radio and she still had the kids and she was tubby she was shani had weight on her and she admits it mm. you know she but was she wasn't on. obese though no but she had weight on she was mm. and she admits it how yeah, like yeah. i can't remember how much she lost, She's lost yeah. 30 kilos which is a bloody lot of weight mm. you know you think about 30 kilos that's half of it's more than half of you kimmy mm. Mm. so um i can't so obesity is, you know, when the BMI gets to, I think, 25 or 26, morbid obesity, I think it gets to 29, 30. It's something like that when the BMI. So, there, you know, there is a range and we could, you know, find that out. But that's actually not the point. No. And what was really interesting is that I was on radio the day before uh, with Mark and Caroline. Mm. And Mark and Caroline and I, before we went on radio, were discussing the whole, um, not, I don't think Shani had happened at that that mm. time so we were actually discussing about exercise I said I oh, normally at this time of the morning I'm out swimming and they said well that's all right for you Cindy because you get your mornings off we don't we're on radio and and Caroline has put on weight and Mark you know he looked pretty good but he said he'd put on weight too so there's this excuse that you know if you sit on your butt which we do all three of us mm. sit at computers Every day. Mm -hmm. So if you sit on your butt, then you don't have the opportunity to get out and exercise and make something of your life and, and be somebody slim. And I said to them, but Caroline, I go to speaking engagements. I'm on planes. I speak at six in the morning. No, I don't do it five days a week. But I, you know, I, I do that stuff. But what I do after I've done that speaking engagement is I choose to do exercise before I do anything else mm. or I choose to eat properly before I do anything else. I don't go and grab a meat pie. There's mm. just no way. So there's, there's these excuses that, you know, that are coming out. But I, I, I found that the whole argument mm. around this, and I was listening to it on radio for the last couple of days, it's been on radio, and everybody's got their point of view, of course. The public have got their point of view. Sure. Like one public member goes, how dare Shani say that? Mm. You know, how dare you do that? And, and they're not lazy, and they do this and they do that. and then But they are lazy in that area. Mm-hmm. Just in that area, certainly if you've got three kids and you're doing a 14-hour job, no one could dare call you lazy. No. But in the particular area, in terms of prioritising their health and their well-being for themselves and for their children, then I think that there is a laziness there. And I can attest to that myself. I'm exactly the same. Mm. I'm, I'm a workaholic, but when it comes to my exercise, yes, I'm lazy. And I've got to work really hard at that. Mm. You know, I've got to work really, really hard at that. But I think that... You know, I, th I think a person's got to acknowledge that that's the truth for them. Mm. Like, what's the point of saying I'm not lazy and then going into bat for not being lazy when, you know what, if you weren't lazy in that area of your life, you would not be obese. It's true. It's simple. If it was a priority and you paid attention to it, you would not be obese. You know, and... and I've got people who I love dearly who are workaholics and have made a massive contribution to this globe, to the planet... But they are well and truly overweight. Mm. 
But when it comes to food preparation and exercise, they're lazy in that context. It's just not a priority. So perhaps lazy, maybe not the maybe not the right word. They're just inattentive. Or unaware. Unaware. Or, or not or wanting we're to be always aware. aware. We're always aware because we see it in the mirror, but we're just inattentive to it. We, we lack priority for it but because the priority goes to something else. But I think the unawareness comes for some in not being educated or not being aware that there is an option or an alternative. Like if you're brought up by people that are overweight, by parents that give you... I had the conversation with my children in the car on the way to school this morning. I said, I told them the story of what had happened, and I said, give me a view. Tell me what you think. It's two teenagers. What do you think? And Jacob goes, and this is classic, he goes, well, clearly she thinks she's fat, or she wouldn't have been offended by the comment. That's exactly right, yeah. And I went, that's a great point, Jacob. Like, Because he, he said to me, Mum, if I turned around and said, Mum, you're fat, you would laugh at me. And I went... You're right, because yeah. I know I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that would be funny. Yeah. And, and if somebody said you were lazy, you'd go, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I run 6K I, or I sweat, you know. Like, yeah. You know in yourself what's, what's so, true. And that triggered it for me, thinking about the interview with Chrissy, and, and I feel for her on one level because, yeah. Yeah. you know, it struck a chord for her. And I think for the first time, people are fighting back and not just defending people that are overweight. Because we know often, well, and I'm not saying this is Chrissy's case, but for a lot of overweight people, um, there is usually emotional or psychological reasons Absolutely. in behind the eating. And I know my sister, she, she was given grief at school. She wasn't morbidly obese or anything, but she was a little bit more rounder than I was. I was really physically active and she was called fatty fat, hey hey it's fat talbot from mount albert um, <laughs> and oh, that's terrible yeah it I is. Used to get, but it's very good 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 poetry yeah, yeah. <laughs> i used to get fats domino he comes fats domino see and we do oh. it um, <laughs> we do it all the time and and it's it's unfair but if you are fat or if you are overweight that's gonna hurt because you know it's the truth you know you just said it yourself yeah, when you're standing there naked in front of the mirror you know that is you up front raw and, and naked so i was asking the children and they both felt that that you know in a society like this when we're so judgmental every one of us are judging Taylor mm. goes mum we're judging constantly all the time mm. we're looking at people mm. but if you're going out there and you're going to say something that she's, she's putting someone like Shani down mm. like she said she put her down for being slim mm. she said mm. did Shani put Chrissy down for being fat? I said no. I mean, I haven't personally heard. I've read the no, transcript, but no, I haven't personally didn't. heard the interview. Yeah. But um, and I think it's time we all just started being real about it and started really owning the fact that you know we are overweight or we are, and we're lazy. choosing it in some way, shape, or form too. You know, even the people that I know that I love to death that are that are overweight, and for myself as being overweight, we know that we're overweight. We know it, but. The choice to do something about it, you know, it's like if we put in one hand, do I go and work 14 hours a day so that I can provide for my family or get myself fulfillment, or do I go and put three hours into research and preparing food? I mean, it's, when you're an emotional eater and you're somebody who um, is, you know, committed to the work and committed to doing all that sort of stuff, it's a no-brainer decision. You choose work every day. So the way that I've been and the people that I know, 
that are in my sphere of influence that are overweight, they choose work every moment of the day. They want to be slim and they know that they should be slim and it would be better for them to be slim, but it's just not the priority. And Karen, if you had kids and they were growing up in that world... That's when I think it's a very different conversation. But this is where, if that was your still your philosophy and how you were being, that's how they would grow up. Of course. So what I'm saying around yeah. the... Um, back just to that point of the unawareness yeah. is... You know, I feel for some families, or kids in particular, yeah. and and it's hard because that's all they know. Mm. Um, and on oh, that was my point. Um, Taylor said to me, she goes, Mum, it's really hard for me. I have to bite my tongue so many times at school because they even put their hand up to me now and they go, yeah, we don't want to hear your side. And she goes, but Mum, oh, my wow. side is the truth. And I went, is it? Mm. Mm. I said, you know, for us, in a health concept, and a health modality, we do believe. But I said, for as many, and Cindy's taught me this, for as many um, scientific reports I can prove to you that this is right, there's just as many scientific reports to prove that it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I said, but how do you feel mm. about the way we eat, the fact that you don't eat the food that they eat and things like that? And she goes, well, I feel really good for that. And I said, and that's all we have to feel. Mm. But she said, Mum... There's a, there's a mum at school who takes her kids to McDonald's all the time as a treat. And she goes, and, I, and, she goes, and it's, it's just revolting. The kids get excited. They're all going to McDonald's. And I went, is she overweight? And she goes, mum's so overweight. And I said, and the kids, and she goes, they are heading that way. They're only little and they're, you know, they're little, but you can see that they're, they're, they're heading that way. And I said, isn't it fascinating? You guys grew up with a mother who went, oh, McDonald's sucks. McDonald's is revolting. Let's try and stay. Not that we never didn't go there because there were parties and things like that. But as we we chose very regularly not to be a part of that whole mindset and be there, um, just the more we learned. And I said, isn't it interesting? Those kiddies will grow up believing that McDonald's is a treat. They don't know any different. Mm. Their mum's mm. showing them that McDonald's is a treat. You've grown up with a mother that says McDonald's is child abuse almost. <laughs> like, you know, forgive me, but that's how I mm. kind of used to come across. Well, the food that McDonald's serves is is not. It's got 84 ingredients in the in the wrap. Like, like how do you make a wrap with 84 ingredients? I don't know. Is that right? Yeah, there's 84 ingredients. I've counted them. Oh, goodness <laughs> sake. So, so I think that unawareness, and maybe Chrissy Swan is an unaware woman. I don't know how she was brought up. I don't know if she understands there's another way. I mean, being a spokesperson for Jenny Craig, that also to me doesn't speak that she's going to be educated in the best, most possible mm. way and understanding what is real food and what is it's the best, best thing her. for her body. Mm. Um, and I think that's a really sorry. good... Um, I actually think that's a really good point because the way... When Shani and, and Julius were t- telling me about this, I um, came back and I, I actually wrote an email uh, and, and what I found was that we had been lied to as far as nutritional guidelines go, as far as the Heart Foundation's tick of approval goes, as far as Diabetes Association. And these are a group of people or organisations that the Australian people trust. Mm. And they are slow to make changes and they're like this giant... um, a freight train that slowly gets started and it gets faster and faster and faster and clicks everything with it and it's really hard to stop. And so the belief of the Australian people um, and many Western worlds is that we should be on a low-fat, mm. high-carb diet, which means breakfast cereals, breads and pastas, and, and, and we think that this is what we should be on. Like 
you know, you're going to lose how many weight, how much weight if you eat special K. That's that's their advertising. Yeah. Or become an Iron Man if you drink. If you have something else. Yeah. Or if you eat wheat bicks, um, and how many can you eat? You know, 17 some people eat. And I'm like going, well, that'll fatten you, won't it? Mm. So we've been given the wrong information. And I think the laziness comes in is when you believe propaganda and information like that and don't go out of your way and spend a little bit of time and look at what is working out there and what's all the buzz about. And the buzz is about that we've made a mistake. It's it's low fat, it's high carbohydrate. No, it's not working. Because if it was working, we wouldn't have a fat society. Yeah, too long. And and I, I actually think the laziness is not only in that you're not getting up and doing your exercise, but you're not getting out there and looking at at, at what the buzz is about at the moment and what and it's out there. Mm. Everybody's talking about it. Everyone's saying that you know, the latest book I'm reading is Death by Food Pyramid by Denise Minga. Yeah, that's brilliant. And and she just goes through the whole facts and and she basically says these. People People aren't going to change as far as the Nutritional Foundation, the Heart Foundation. They've got too many people in their pockets mm. that are giving them money that are um, are with that. That's what we've been saying and that's what it should be. So I actually took that take on is that that's where their laziness comes in, is that they're not going out there and finding the information that works for them. Then they're not making a plan, they're not being consistent and they're, you know, and they're not doing it right and they break all the time they go oh like this is too hard i'm just going to do that and that's there then it becomes excuses yeah and then and the excuses i just i just i just go can you just stop Mm. just stop with the excuses and and realize that if that is your priority and you want to be like one of the skinnies as you call them you know get off your butt Find out what you've got to do, make a plan, become consistent with your plan, as we learnt with Michelle Bridges, you know, um, you know, and, and, and get there and do it. So perhaps maybe that's the key because you said if you want to be one of the skinnies and that's your priority, I mean, maybe that's the key in terms of for, for Chrissy, it's not a priority for her. Mm. Mind you, being a spokesperson for Jenny Craig would suggest that perhaps it is a priority or it has been a priority. Do you think that's sacked up? I don't know. Just That was just under her profile under Wikipedia, so I don't know. Oh. We'd have to find out. I don't know. Yeah. But maybe it's not, you know, like, it, maybe it's not a priority, but she wishes that it was. Mm. Therefore, she has to justify or defend her way of being you know and and we all have to do that don't we i mean even if we wish things were different and they're not and it's not different because it's not a priority because if you know if we want anything to change in our lives it has to become a priority Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so we can say i want more money but if money making money is not a priority then we're not going to make more money it's just wishful thinking there's no miracles out there it takes it takes attention well, we want to have a bikini body and we go to be crossing our fingers every night hoping like anything that happens the next morning yeah. and we don't get up and go for our training session and we still got our fingers crossed it ain't gonna happen and we right. and we ate um 17 wheat bix for breakfast yeah. with low-fat milk yeah um or had special k with low-fat milk you know it's like but then they have to defend that they have to justify that and make themselves right for having that belief even though they wish it was different they don't don't make, make it a priority, but then when somebody says you're fat, they have to defend why they're fat. Yeah. Because as humans, we have to yeah. be right, and it's an unconscious need for survival. So we have to be right. The, th- the, the sad thing for me about that is because I'm such a supporter of Julius and Shani. The sad part for me about that interview, though, is that 
I felt that Chrissy used Shani as a reason to justify her own behaviour. And she used Shani as a springboard to um, make herself feel better. But she did it in a public forum. She did it in a media environment. And because Shani didn't back down, she hung up on her. Which I think was really, I think it was really poor. Well, that's just tantrum behaviour. Well, it is. And, and, it is yeah. and I think if you look at the contrast, if you're going to be but, in but, a but media... But said that, my darling, I follow a lady in the... I love her blog post, Woog's World. You, if you want to follow something funny and you want a light-hearted look at life, she's an intelligent woman, she's gorgeous, she's picked up on it. And she wrote on this blog... Um, and, and I think what we'll do is we'll put the link on this for people to read the article oh, yeah, and what happened with their own thoughts and then yeah. come up with their own idea. thoughts. Um, but she, this is interesting here. She said, um, Shani Kaiser is an Australian fitness instructor who says anyone can achieve their perfect body. It starts with believing you can and then taking ownership of what you put in your mouth. I know all about this. A few years ago, a close relative, a friend of mine, decided she was going to be a size 10, even if it killed her. She was a curvy 16, glowing in health, but spent the next year running like Forrest Gump. (laughs) (laughs) As she she ran, she got hangry and a little bit bitchy, if I can be honest. We speak (laughs) of it now, and she said she was such a cow because she was starving. She got there. She was tiny. Her transformation was incredible. I would have liked to have hung out with her during that time, but in her hangriness one day, we had the mother of all blues and spent the best year of the year practicing no speakies. Once she had achieved her perfect body, she returned to her real body. I don't know what she means by that. My truth is, when I had a newborn and a toddler, I was so bloody tired all the time that had that any time I did have to myself, I chose to sleep or watch crap on chat television. There was nothing better than a Friday night when we'd open a bottle of wine, call in some takeaway and sloth on the couch, congratulating each other on getting through another week. Was I fat? Sure was. Was I lazy? You bet. Did I feel guilty? F no. I was in survival mode. Fast forward several years and let me ask the same question. Am I fat? Well, not as fat as I was, but I'm still a chunky monkey. Am I lazy? If no, do I feel guilty? Not one bit. The thing with us modern mothers is that we're yet to cease with all the sledging. In a way, we've really not evolved so far from the high school playground where the fat chicks were teased mercilessly and had no voice. This is where it's interesting. She says, Chrissy changed that perception in this interview. Ah. So from... Maybe from a from an overweight person perspective, it was giving Chrissy, overweight people a voice. Yeah, and she hung up on her with power. See, we're sitting here with the health mindset, and you even said it. I I support Shani and Julia. So, you know, we all three of us know them. What's interesting, what I love about Woog's world, Mrs. Woog, is that she then goes on to say, look, I couldn't care less if you're fat, thin, or anything in between, but if someone implies that you're lazy because you're fat, I call bollocks to that. And the next time someone asks you, what's your excuse? Remember that woman that was photographed looking hot in her thing after having three kids? And that got a lot of media publicity. She said, feel free to use my answer. I like cake. (laughs) <laughs> so I think I don't think anything is wrong with being I think the distinction that that's being made that's being made there is that you own whatever you are yes be whatever you are and be proud of it don't be ashamed of it because you're choosing it so if you're choosing to be overweight who says that that's wrong mm. just be a, be proud of your choice rather than making yourself wrong for your choice which then forces you into justification mm. just be okay with it and I think the the, the fact that Chrissy went for the jugular mm. means she's not comfortable with where she is and otherwise who she it is. wouldn't have even otherwise been it wouldn't have been. she said she would have said you're right 
I am lazy in that. And yes, I do at times change, yeah. but you're right. I'm lazy in that. But she didn't. She, and that means that she's not happy, I believe, with who she is. And the other thing that I find is that, you know, the biggest loser is one of the, the big programs here. And it's giving the wrong messages. It's saying that it's just exercise that makes a difference. They do nothing with food. Mm. Did you see the challenge last week? I did. Where they got tempted? <laughs> they got tempted and they were given 30,000 who would eat the most. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yes. And you yeah. should have seen what this guy, it was what? a guy, wasn't it, that ate. It was horrendous what yeah. he ate. And I went, how dare you in this show do that to a group of contestants that are hugely overweight mm. and tempt them with $30,000 to eat as much as they can? Mm. How many calories can you eat? And he ate it was so oh, phenomenal he ate, amount. He ate pies, steak sandwiches, chips, hot dogs, sausage rolls. What? Yeah. Coke. Yeah. And I, I actually think that it's they're, they're saying it's all about exercise. But you know that I have a protocol where I say don't exercise, let the body heal, let's get this right, and people lose a lot of weight in it. Mm. So movement is so important. Mm. I, don't, I don't disagree with that. But food is also important, and what you put into that mouth is really important and people just don't realize it and then they go they go and cheat but a cheating session can affect the body for the next three months mm-hmm. you know i just wrote a blog the other day interesting this week my the title of my blog was the body was born to be fit and strong and healthy and i truly believe we are born with a body that's designed to work with the unbelievable capacity that it has <laughs> And when you look at it, like if you look at um, our ancestors, they used to, you know, cleaning, making, doing the washing was a workout. You know, like doing mm, anything, mm. cooking and preparing a food, or taking the big boiler tins. You know, like there was so much physical energy exert, exerted in creating a meal or in creating some sort of harmony in whatever home or cave they were in. So, you know, for me, I look at it and I think, you know, and and my point was is. When the washing machine came in in the 1950s... The, <laughs> you think that was that, the problem? That, that was the beginning I'm of our demise. That's what that was. Let me say this. Let me see if you agree with me. So the whole point of the washing machine <laughs> was to give the woman more leisure time. Right? So she didn't have to spend so much time washing the clothes. She now had more leisure time. And I believe what we've turned that leisure time into is not joining dance clubs or or swimming in a group or, or running or going to the gym or or being active or eating well or finding out what foods you should be eating or cooking a really good meal don't you love how we do this and yes. you'll be on the mind thing <laughs> won't you Carrie? Correct. Correct. <laughs> personal development <laughs> Sorry. It's a three-pronged attack. It is. It's a three-pronged attack. You can run, but you can't, can't hide. <laughs> well, my point in my blog, though, was you cannot out-train, out-exercise, out-run a bad diet. See, I personally yes, believe even though exercise to me is one of the most important things, I have come to the conclusion that food is the number one priority. I believe that if you're eating well, you will think better Mm. and you will make better choices. I believe when you're eating well, you'll have the energy to actually want to exercise more. I believe at the beginning there's hardship. It's Mm. hard work. I'm not Mm. saying it's easy because you're changing habits, mindsets, um, synaptic um, responses and and neurological responses and pathways that are built up over habits over habits. But I believe they're breakable or redoable or re-accountable. 
and I personally have chosen over my journey that the clearer and more understanding I have around the food I'm putting into my body and not buying into propaganda and marketing and all of that sort of thing, then the better choices I'm making mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Mm. Agreed. Yep. Yep. High five. High five. What was interesting, you actually said something that you said you believe that the body um, was meant to be fit and healthy. I've just been reading a book, and, and I, 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 it was so funny that you should say it. And the book's called The Story of the Human Body, Evolution of Health and Disease. And the author is Daniel Lieberman, and he said, no, the body was not meant to be fit and healthy. The body, and I, I, I took it aback because I, I disagreed with him. You know, I would have believed that. But he actually makes sense. The reason we are on this planet, if we were going to really put it bluntly, is not to be fit and healthy, but to procreate. 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 (laughs) Procreate. It is. It is to get more children and to have more children. And, and, and And that's what he said. And so this whole thing where we're looking, we need to be fit and healthy, that's our human right, that's everything like that. I, look, I kind of agree there, but it also is, it's just to give off children. Yeah, but we know, even from caveman and thinking oh. and all of that sort of thing, that she with ovaries will look for he with testes that has the strongest, fittest body, and he will be looking at her with the best genes in order to make the best, strong, the strongest and the fittest yes. survive. Yes, they do. So I still believe that the body... We still want the best, the strongest. Otherwise, you, you're picked out by the lions, you're plucked out, you were eaten, or you were left to die because you couldn't keep up. And that's that was his point. He basically says if you weren't strong, in, then you died from infection. If you weren't strong, like the plague and things like that, if you weren't strong, um, there were other things that picked you out. It was the, the strongest and the fittest that did survive, but he says our main purpose is not to be healthy. And I just thought it was a funny thing that he said. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Made me made me really think. Look, going on from um, what happened, and, you know, it went viral, this morning I am sitting um, at my favourite coffee shop, <laughs> Organic Ground. Um, so I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm just reading the feeds that were, were coming through. And there on was fa- a, On Facebook? On Facebook. And there was a feed that came through from a, another trainer here on the coast, Bianca. And I read it and I emailed these girls or text these girls straight away and I said, Omar, you've got to read this. This is absolutely brilliant because I think she summed up. Yeah, she did an amazing job. She did job. a really good job. And I'd actually like to now oh, – that was good. I just turned my computer off. I'd like to actually now um, read it. I think you I'll should. Yeah. And I think that I think it's important that people know who Bianca is because Bianca, like Bianca, yeah. it's, her name is Bianca Iono Robertson, and she is um, she's a very very dear friend of mine, and um, and she's you're also her mentor. Mm. Yeah, I guess you definitely you've done a lot with her. So yeah, because yeah. when I was reading this, I'm thinking Karen would have said that. <laughs> <laughs> but she has said it so well. But shall yeah. explain who Bianca is. Well, Bianca's a fitness trainer here on the Sunshine Coast. So technically she competes with Shani and Julius, you know. Um, but there's no competition at all. You know, we all went down to see Esther Hicks together in the same car. And you know, so there's just this real collaboration and an alignment. Um, but Bianca is fierce. And she is she's a fierce and a ferocious woman. And she takes no prisoners either. Um, <laughs> Don't you love women like this? Oh yeah, she's you know she's she's a, she's she's a fierce contender. She's 
I think she's number six or number ten in the CrossFit Games in mm. Australia. Like she's an she's a powerhouse of a creature, an amazing heart though, and her real um, passion is the mindset of health and fitness, coupled with the physicality of it. But for her, it's the mindset of health and fitness, and particularly for women. Mm. So her slope on this or her take on this was very much about. Avoid like avoiding all of the argy bargy about you know you are fat and you know all of that sort of stuff. She just actually went straight for the guts of the mindset, which is what made her response to Chrissy. I think one of the most powerful things I've read. Mm. I hope Chrissy reads it. I hope she does too. Mm. I hope yeah. it does because I think what it'll do for Chrissy unconsciously, whether she would ever announce this on air, I don't know, but it gives P- Chrissy permission to be her. Mm. Mm. It does. But then it also holds her accountable. Mm-hmm for what she's actually done in from a bullying perspective. So mm. go for it, read it, read it, read it. All right, so here it goes. It says, Dear Chrissy, I have been discriminated against as both an overweight person as well as an ultra-lean fitness model. When I was fat, I was called lazy. Boys picked on me, women ostracised me, and men belittled me. And then she shows a photo of herself, and, you know, she's quite chunky. We'll put the link onto the website. Oh, good idea. All right. I tried starving myself, throwing up, dieting, and exercising excessively. Eventually, I figured out what worked for my body, and one day I was an ultra-lean fitness model, and she shows the most amazing photo of herself. When I was ultra-lean, I was called selfish and up myself. Boys ogled me, women still ostracized me, and men objectified me. The issue here is that being skinny doesn't stop you from being a victim of fat shaming, and being fat doesn't stop you from being a bully. You're lazy, so what? We all choose to be lazy in certain areas of our lives. The laziest person I have ever come across, hands down, are successful business people and elite athletes. Elite athletes spend six hours a day training, so damn straight they'll avoid any physical activity that is not essential, even if it means sitting in the dark because they can't be bothered getting up off the couch to turn on the light. I know a successful businesswoman who won't pick up the dog poo and pays a cleaner $250 a week to keep her household in order. She's too busy cashing checks and snapping necks to to bother. I figured that must have been a chiropractor, snapping necks. And I'm trying to think, hmm, what chiropractor on the Sunshine Coast does that? (laughs) You have to find that one out. Anyway, successful people are energy efficient. Being lazy is what makes them successful. But you're fat. But so what? Let's not pussyfoot around here. You're not gravitationally challenged. I like that one. You're not big boned. You're obese. You're fat. But remember, this is an open letter to Chrissy Swan, just reminding everybody. Yeah. But you're also a mother and a friend and an employer and a brunette. And you also happen to like cake and wine. Good for you. I like chocolate and steak sandwiches with curly fries. Being called fat doesn't have to be an insult. We know you've been vilified in the media for your choices as a fat parent. We know being called lazy and fat has cut you deep. The fit mum said fat people are lazy. And fit mum is shiny, we're talking about. So fit mum said fat people are lazy. She didn't say fat people are stupid or fat people are less than. Yeah, because Chrissy did say that in her interview, that, mm. that that's what Shani had said, and Shani never made reference to that at all. No, mm. she didn't. And then um, Bianca goes on to say, well, y- you did. If you thought she was calling you lazy but successful, 
would you have reacted the same way? Nobody can make you feel inferior without your permission. It is your interpretation of lazy that has offered you... Offended you. Oh, sorry, offended you. Thanks, I'm glad you're reading it. Mm. Not Shani Kaiser. When she, ha- when she said fat, you weren't thinking of scientifically neutral deposits of excess flesh on your body. You were thinking of insults, ridicule, taunts, stereotypes and stigma. It is your negativity tainted definition of fat that was the stake you used to burn Shani. You don't make friends with salad. What's that? Salad. Yeah. Oh, salad. Oh. You don't make friends with salad. You are the one who requested Shani's opinion, and yet you hung up on her. You declared that it is absurd for people to feel discriminated for eating salad. You said that's only a minority, and yet for them, and for me, it is true for us. Don't be a bully masquerading as a victim. This is where I find it really interesting. Brilliant. So don't be a bully masquerading as a victim. Why is it only okay for you to be the victim? And why is it okay to dismiss fit people who are made to feel uncomfortable, irrelevant, rude, ridiculous, and arrogant for their choices? At the end of the day... I know Shani and Julius Kaiser. We are all personal trainers here on the Sunshine Coast. I've known Julius to offer an animal-loving vegetarian. That must be you. She, I, I reckon me. this is you. Yeah. It is me. And that's and she yeah. said a message to Shani. So actually, she was referring to Karen. Karen. When I read it, I went, oh, this is Karen. <laughs> so I've known Julius to offer an animal-loving vegetarian some of his lunch, saying it was a roasted Doberman. Oh, that would have hurt <laughs> Oh, that would have hurt. Oh, it did. It was an offbeat joke. And the look on her face was priceless. <laughs> I think I think I punched Julius in his huge big arm. <laughs> but I don't think he felt it. <laughs> These guys aren't villains. They they back up their controversial statements with great resources like a healthy junk recipe book. And boy, do they love pressing your buttons and getting your attention. <laughs> and they do. It's time you owned it. If you choose to prioritise your career, working 14 hours a day, raising three children, overfitting in regular exercise and healthy, organised meal plan, that's your choice and that's your right. It's your body and you're the only one who has to live in it. There is nothing wrong with choosing to be lazy when you choose to be super driven in other areas of your life. The only thing worse than you not owning your choices is you pretending to be the hapless victim of life's circumstances now you know you're so right because if i get goosebumps because you know when i did that radio program with mark and caroline she was the hapless victim of life's circumstances Mm. my kids wouldn't eat that there's no way my kids are going to eat that Cindy. you know and i i've tried taking them off bread and i can't get them off bread so this is, to me, this is being the hapless victim of life's circumstances. Mm-hmm. You're fat and you're successful. Own it. So, so is Rebel Wilson and Melissa, Melissa McCarthy. Um, so Rebel um, Wilson is in Pitch Perfect and Melissa McCarthy was in Bridesmaids. Stop feeling like you are bad, horrible, undervalued person because you are fat. You choose to be fat. Where you are right now has been the result of a series of choices and consequences, whether you were consciously aware of them or not. You are not fat by accident. You are fat on purpose. You choose to be fat. Just like, you know, we choose, yeah, just like we choose to be fit and healthy. It's our choices. Mm. You know, it's not like it just... Like, people say to me, you're lucky, Cindy, mm. that I've never had any medications that, you know, that 
for the most part, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy, fit, and slim. They go, oh, you're just lucky. No, freaking it's nothing to way. do with that. It's, it's priority. So are they lucky that they're fat? Yeah, but, but think, thing, but, but think about it, it from yeah. another point of view, though, and perhaps I'm glad you're, you lucky, you're lucky. Thank, thank goodness you were beautifully blessed. I don't know if it's luck, but you were blessed. You had parents that brought you up the way you would, so you had this viewpoint. The people that still believe that McDonald's is okay and things like that have been brought up in a world with no other choices. They don't have parents that... Oh, hang on. Now, I've got something to say about this. No, no, but but that's their choice. But I'm saying that as a parent, if you're the child that's grown up with that viewpoint, until you make the choice to think that there's another possibility out there, you have no other viewpoint. But what about someone who's been brought up in a family like mine and chooses the opposite to what I chose, as my sister did, who died of cancer at 45? She chose to smoke. She chose to eat bad foods. She ate Tim Tams till the day she died. So that, that, that's my so point. The, this I'm not, is, I'm not this is, to you. me, I'm it's not, it, it's not circumstances mm. always. No, no, not at all. And I think where people would say you're lucky or that you're blessed or that it's all right for you is... For was us, my sister lucky and blessed and was it okay for her? No, but she owned it. She knew that what she did yeah, I know. wasn't good for her. I know, and but it's, I, I still don't see... Yes, I, am I fortunate? Am I lucky that I was brought up with a family like that? Was Lisa fortunate? Was she lucky that she was brought up with a family like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we're all blessed mm-hmm. and lucky to be brought up in even in any part of this world. But to have parents like yours... I would say you're very blessed and you were very... It was beautiful that you grew up with that mindset mm-hmm. that health is a priority. Like it all, And Lisa chose to abuse her health in ways, but she knew she was a chiropractor. She was an educated woman who knew that smoking was bad, but she still chose to smoke. Mm-hmm. She was still bloody lucky to have been brought up in that environment. Where I'm feeling for the generation of my parents' generation is when technology advances really started coming in, fast food revolution hit, my grandmother was told by her doctor that smoking would help relax her stress while her husband was at war. My mother was told that fast food two-minute noodles were a great substitute for, for bread when we couldn't afford bread, so she grew up with it. So you've got to understand for these people that if you don't have the ability to a, search out the research or even know that there's a possibility there's something else, then you are still going to have a very narrow-minded view, whether it's fat or fit, your view is that. Until you are exposed in the media or you choose to tune, even though this could be blasted all over the media, fat people are still going to ignore this. Fit people are going to ignore it. And people are still going to have their viewpoint. So until you actually take a stance and investigate it, and you made the point, Karen, it's about what works for you and your body and your life and your lifestyle, then you are going to feel a victim to it either way, if you choose to be. And you know what? And not being lazy about trialing and erroring. Because, you know, I've watched you, Karen. I, you know, you've trialed and erred so many things. And you're not stopping. No, you're I'm still going. You're still going, I notice. Not a juice fast. See? And you're always trialling yeah. and erring. Now, that to me is, is never laziness. The, the way you tackle this whole thing... <laughs> It's not like, and this is what people have to do. But Karen will admit she's lazy when it comes to exercise. Yeah, she's, yeah. Oh, look, I am. It's, it's a real struggle. And I think what I loved about this article, what you're reading, Cindy, is she's saying you are what you are. Own it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, be okay with be it. Be okay with be it. Okay with or it. don't be there. But I, I think just as, in support of what you were saying, Cindy, 
just thinking about this, there does come a point in a person's life where their upbringing is no longer necess- their upbringing no longer necessarily has to be the rules by which they live. And there does come a point when a person is able to make a choice for themselves because they're no longer in the influence of the upbringing. And they can make their own choices if they choose them, if they take responsibility for them, if they see themselves as responsible for themselves. There does come a time where you realise everything in my body hurts or my knees hurt when I sit or they crack and they creak or I get backaches or I feel sick all the time or I'm sluggish all the time. We see the contrast all the time in society, somebody who's sluggish versus somebody who's got energy. You see it in the office. You know, working in a corporate environment, we see it in the office where one person's able to manage stress and long hours like a charm versus somebody who's a little bit more overweight and the world becomes overwhelming for them. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're getting those contrasts presented to us all the time out there in the world when we're out of our family homes. Yeah. So there does come a point where I believe that a person has the ability to make choices for themselves if they decide they want to. But mm-hmm. that's that's called growing up. Well, yeah, you know, absolutely. We, I mean, we can blame our parents for everything for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Chrissy could blame her upbringing. Mm. What I'm saying, where I feel for Chrissy is her children. They don't have a choice right now. They don't know any other truth mm. other than what her truths are. Mm. But Chrissy has to grow up. Mm. And Chrissy has to know that if she's going to be offended by someone calling her fat, then she either owns it and says, and yes, I, says, am. Yes, I am, or she says, you know what, you're right, I don't like it, and I want to do something about it. What have you got for me? Or can you help me? Or I'm on a mission? Or shut your face, I'm doing something about it. Whatever it is. Yeah. I think at some point we all have to grow up mm. and actually realise, and, and even if you were blessed with an upbringing with parents like yours that were thinkers, or blessed in my upbringing with a mother who worked her butt off to make sure we had the best of what she could do, at some point you get to become an adult, and that's the beauty of getting older you get to be an adult and you get to choose whether you want to investigate more, research it, and what do I think about this now? I'm not going to take my mother's viewpoint or my father's viewpoint. Who am I? And that's where I admire you, Cindy. You're not Cindy O'Meara, daughter of uh, Janice and... um, Dave. (laughs) I nearly called him Jack. Dave. You're not that. You are Cindy O'Meara, who happened to have amazing parents Mm. that other people would look at and go, oh, imagine growing up in that environment, how horrible. Imagine if you had a headache, you wouldn't have been beginning of a Panadol. Other people would look at you and probably feel sorry for you Mm. and think that your parents were torturous for not giving you pain relief. Because I've had that argument too, and I've not given Panadol to my children, how cruel I am Mm. as a mother. So, you know, like, let's, maybe the whole point of this where, where I think Bianca was heading, like, let's get off the sledging wagon and let's just totally own who except we are. Responsibility, are except responsibility. Well, I'll, I'll continue on. Yeah, she says, so why is it not conceivable that in some ulterior universe you could choose to be healthy? Because you have 14 hours a day and because you raise three children. Because, not, not I can't because. In spite of I can, that. I can because. I thought that was brilliant. Mm. Don't use your victim sticker as a mask to bully a skinny girl into recanting her words because she wasn't being politically correct. Mm. I, don't, I don't know where this came from. She just... She's so said, articulate. She is. Don't justify your actions as an aggressor and take responsibility for your part in this schoolyard ambush. It's time to forgive yourself and let the word fat no longer be an insult to you. Wouldn't it be far more powerful message to show other fat women that you don't let a label define your worth as a person? Chrissy Swan, you're fat, so what? 
Mm. I think it's brilliant. Look, I thought it was brilliant too, and I did find out that um, Chrissy would not didn't go into work the next day. She oh, is that right? Yeah, she phoned and she refused to go on the project. On the project, so I was asked by uh, the project, as well as Shani mm-hmm. and Chrissy Swan, to go on the project mm-hmm. together and and discuss it. And Shani and I said yes, and Chrissy Swan said no. Wowza! Mm. Because why, Karen? Why why would she say no? Well, just in my personal view, <laughs> I felt like I think that. Um, in the environment that the ambush took place with Shani, Chrissy was in, a, in an environment that she could control, therefore hang up when it got too much for her or she thought it was going to go beyond her ability to hold her own argument. On the project, somebody else is in control, therefore she's going to have to stand for herself and her own view and her choices. Mm. And I think that's, again, just more testament to the fact that she's not happy with her choices but trying to justify them. So put her into a situation where she has to defend herself, she's going to run out of argument in and amongst Shani and yourself, she'll run out of argument and it would I think it would be detrimental to her image. Mm. Mm. Well, I'd also, love to know how she's feeling right How now. about we put mm. the links up for both articles? Yes, let's do that. Let's put it up there and let's see what you guys think um, of the whole thing. And I'd love to know your opinion. I mean, we're probably biased. I, I would say the three of us are biased because we have a health mindset I'm not saying that's negative and I'm not saying it's bad, but our biasness is that it's nice to actually have the word fat being owned now instead of being seen as an abusive comment. I think it should be. Mm. I think it should be. Because if a person's fat, it doesn't make them less of a person. Mm. Yet a fat person feels like they are less of a person when they're called out for that. Do you think skinny person starts in the the schoolyard? I just want to ask you this. This is where I feel for people. Absolutely. Because the kids don't get the choice. Their kids. I had a mother leave a class one day at school, and we just had a big talk at the school about McDonald's and how it wasn't healthy and it wasn't the best thing. The kid got in the car and said to their mum, Mum, I don't want to eat McDonald's. It's unhealthy for me. She slapped him across the ear and said, We're going to bloody McDonald's and you'll eat what you're given. Now, you tell me, as a kid who's been bullied in the playground, this is where I feel that maybe this is the point of it, is that child, this is where it all, and Chrissy said it herself, that it all started as in the playground being teased as a fat person, and even Bianca's admitted to it. In that point, they are a victim. Mm. They are the victim of their parents' beliefs, choices, and upbringing. That's where they're a victim. But but, But hang on a second. We are the ones who are saying that being fat is not the right choice. But we're only saying that now with an adult mindset and with the ability to choose and educate ourselves on what it means. A child doesn't, and they grow up with that emotional implant or that that imprint that now fat means I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. And until they find their voice or find their reason or get to the bottom of why they're fat or how they're fat or why they've chosen Or just love fat. Or just love being fat. Love, but love themselves for being overweight. Well, what my question to you around that is, though, every single person that I have met that is overweight, and when they're, I'm not saying they're not happy when they're fat and they're, they're jovial, they're usually quite amazing, they're all amazing human beings. Mm. But my point is when they've lost weight, they say how extraordinary they feel yeah. and how amazing they feel and how they never knew this was even possible. And so, you know, like we own fat, but I still think we all know fat even fat people would know that fat is unhealthy, wouldn't they? 
So you say love fat, but I don't know. You know, I'm thinking of the people that I know. And I guess there's, there's, it's like anything, there'll always be twos and fros and, and, and views on both sides. But the people that I know who are overweight and would call themselves fat and, you know, if we're going to just call it fat, it's fat, they don't want to not, they don't want to put the effort into being anything other than what they are because they've, they've, they've come to love what they are in their entirety. And genuinely so, and and genuinely so, so much so that it even surprises me when I hear them say that. I go, oh, that's a whole different paradigm to what I've been conditioned that fat people should think because I've been overweight all my life and I've always been on this struggle to not be. Like I've always been on the struggle to not be overweight, so it's quite. And can I it's quite refreshing. Are these people obese or just yeah. fat? They're obese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and. To that extent, the one of them um, actually did lose a lot of weight. And I remember saying to her, you know, do you feel amazing? Like, how good is this? You're in a size 12 jeans, you know. And she said, you know what? I don't. She said, because I'm still the same person. She said, I was the same person who I was when I was fat, but I'm still the same person when I'm now size 12. Now, this is just one conversation. So it's just it, I'm just drawing a contrast. Mm. I'm not mm. suggesting it's right or it's wrong, but I'm just drawing a contrast there in that I... I'm curious as to how our listeners actually see themselves or where they see themselves in this conversation. Yeah. Are they a fat person? Are they a skinny person in a fat person's body, or are they a fat person in a fat person's body? Either way, what what are they like? What are they? What 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 are we? What are we? I mean, really, when we take away all the sledging and we take away all the judgment, what's left? What's left is still the person, isn't it? It's still a person. We're just in it in in the body that we're in. And we know that fat is not well, not healthy, because we get the sicknesses and we get all that sort of stuff, more so than what a, what a slim person does. But I'm just, it's just, it's kind of like a circular argument now, really, because it's just a curious, it's a curious way of looking at it from somebody who is fat and overweight to somebody who is fat and really wants to be thin. But I don't think that's the point or the problem. The problem is, is when we're offended by being called fat, these people obviously don't feel offended and by not it. And not, not at all. And therefore, there's, there's no issue. No. I don't think there's any issue. The issue here is a woman hung up on a woman she was interviewing for her opinion and didn't mm. like it because she, she took it as being called fat and lazy. Yeah, yeah. And stupid and, and all these other than. things. Less than. Yeah. You know, she, like, I, I know so many, and, like, and you do too, we all know so many amazing, intelligent women that have everything working for them except their physical body. Yeah, yeah. And their health. Yeah. They cannot get it together. And for the life of me, I do not understand it. Mm. They're intelligent, amazing businesswomen mm. who know how to put a plan together, how know to be strategic, how to put it into action, um, you know, all of the commitment and everything like that, but they can't commit to their bodies. And I don't get that. Because it's not a priority. Yeah. It's not a priority. They've got other priorities that yeah. exceed. You know, it's like motivation. Um, our values provide all of our upfront over motiva- motivation, and we talk about that in neuro-linguistic programming, is that... What we value the most is what we pursue. Yeah. So if it's not important to us, we're not going to do it. Um, and it's not until it becomes important that we do something about it. And for those people who don't make it a priority, chances are they've got to wait for it to be important. You know. I think yeah, it's an amazing. Going. Oh, we, we could. We could. It's we an could. amazing conversation. Yeah, it is. Amazing conversation. Mm. But we do have to wrap it up. We do. We do. We do have to wrap it up. We've gone well and truly over our time. So, guys, listen. We really, we really want to hear your view on this one. And 
it would be really cool if you even share this podcast with everybody that you know and collect as many views on where people stand. You know, we know where we stand. We've been talking about this interview. We know where Shani and Julius and Chrissy and Bianca, we know where all those guys mm. stand, but we really want to hear where you guys stand on this because I think this is a relatively important conversation to be had mm. in the health and wellness environment. So make sure that you post your comments on our Facebook page. So to get there, go to all the w's.facebook.com forward slash up for a chat. Or you can also post your comments on all the w's dot the wellness couch dot com forward slash up for a chat. So make sure that you do that and get your opinions and, and do some polling for us. Do some surveys out there for us and post the results. And join us again here next week and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We're going to see you on the ride. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.